guys. Welcome back to Genuine Love Podcast. This is Jensen here with Virginia. Hey, guys. Season two, ready to roll. What episode are we on? 38? Yeah, I think this is 38. That's crazy. We've done this 38 times. Almost at 40. That's a lot. Oh, 40. That should be, is that a milestone? Sure. We should go to dinner. Okay. And celebrate. <laughs> I feel like 50. We That's could go like to dinner a, then, too. Okay. So, yeah. like, every 10. Every time we go to dinner. <laughs> okay. Our husbands will have to keep the kids. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's fine. Thing. And then once we get to like a hundred, we're gonna have to. Then we go on vacation. So, yeah, just the two of us. Though. Obviously. <laughs> okay, so let's do what we love Wednesday. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, bringing it back. I know. What do you love, Jensen? Let me tell you what I love, Virginia. It's a very old woman thing to love. Mm-hmm. But I'm 30 now. Yeah. So I love old woman things, and I love my new Dr. Scholl's tennis shoes that i got mm-hmm. got them at dsw they're not really that old though no I mean, they're like they're not that new is what i mean oh they're not that new yeah i've like had like a month or so no oh. they have not <laughs> you're confused <laughs> you've had these for way longer than a month maybe i got them in like you january them in like winter yeah i think i, I got them in this. january <laughs> what month is it it's this almost june a, almost june okay well I've had them for about six months now okay i still Just love saying. them <laughs> That should show you how much I love them, that I'm <laughs> mentioning it six months later. And actually, yes. that's a better review than yeah. just, like, doing it right when I buy them. That's very true. You've yeah. broken them in. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, they're really comfortable, and they're cute, and they don't look like old woman shoes. No Velcro. Are you wearing them right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of your white ones. Don't you have some no. white ones? No. I just have the black ones for weddings. You were thinking about getting white ones. I do want white ones now. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking Because they're so about. comfortable. Um, anyway, that's what I love. Dr. Scholl's tennis shoes. And they're not just like tennis shoes with the inserts in them. It's like the whole thing mm. wow. is comfortable. Oh, maybe I need to get some of those for Philip. He has foot problems. Okay, well, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one recommending these. This I know, but I thought it. you were going to say maybe I should get some. Oh, well, I mean, but sure, then you said know. for Philip because he has foot problems. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Philip is younger than I am, so it's a compliment. The, he's he's an old man at heart. He is. He's basically sixty. Old soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jensen. Well, you know what I love. What do you love? I love my new minivan. Ooh-hoo. I am that mom now. Minivan life is the best life, man. I really do love it, though. There's so much room in it. I have certain friends who have made fun of me for getting it. And if you're listening to this and you're one of them, I hate you. People that hate on minivans and, like, make fun of moms for driving minivans mm-hmm. have never driven a minivan. That's what because everybody I says. I used like, to be once that you person. Get it, yeah. Yeah. Before – so, yeah, when I when I just had Judah, before I had Cannon, I was like, I'm never going to be a minivan mom. I'm going to be, like, a cool mom with, like, you know, a really nice SUV. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you get in the minivan and you're like – the game has been changed. It's pretty amazing. There's so much space. Mm-hmm. Your kids are so far away from you. Oh, I put mine all the way in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not even using the middle row right now. I'm like, like, y'all are going back there. Sorry, I can't reach you. Mom, yeah. I want to cook. Can't reach you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mom, I need you to time my job. Can't reach you. I'm sorry. We got to wait. We got to wait till we get there. teaching your kids, the, you know, mm-hmm. to deal with life on their own. That's exactly right. Ella's learning to unbuckle Will. That's amazing. <laughs> so I don't have to climb back there. <laughs> You're training her. That's incredible. It could be a bad thing. I'm not sure. But also, let's talk about automatic doors. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. You don't have to worry about your kids opening their door and smashing the car next to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that's the best part about it. It's the best thing ever. Got a little DVD player in there. Yep. 
But let me tell you, I've never been that person because I was driving a minivan at 16. Oh, that's right. I, I was a, like an original. Yeah, you had the original swagger person. wagon. <laughs> yeah. 20, a 2001 Toyota Sienna mm. upgraded to a 2016 Toyota Sienna. That's amazing. Look at you. I've like, you know, upgraded about 15 years mm-hmm. as impressive. I'm now 15 years older. So, you love know. that. That's impressive. It's well, what, what it is. It's what we love Wednesday. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about loving difficult people. Yeah. And it's... we just want to go ahead and say we might be those difficult people. <laughs> we are not saying we are not difficult people. That's true. You may be listening to this and you may be like, yeah, you're the difficult person I have to love. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so before we get started, we're going to pray and ask the Lord just to give us the words to say and um, wisdom to share, whatever he wants us to share. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to record another podcast episode together. And Father, we pray that as we talk about this subject, that you will speak through us, God, um, that we won't say anything that's untrue of your word or your character, God, and that you'll just give us the words to say. And I pray that this would help someone who is having a hard time loving another person and God help us just to remember that we're all sinners and we are all difficult people (laughs) and we are so thankful for salvation and that you have um, saved us and redeemed us father and we love you so much in your name I pray amen amen so we're talking about loving difficult people today so let's talk about what that means first so what makes it is with a definition i'm just this is off the top of my head i don't i i didn't google it this time (laughs) so to me like a difficult person is someone that makes it you know like there's always that person that's just they they make it hard to love them Uh like they make it hard to enjoy their company and all that kind of stuff that's what i think of with a difficult person is that what you think of too yeah and i think it's different for everybody like it's different for different personalities. Like a difficult person to me might not be a difficult person to you. Yeah, that's true. That could be, I mean, I guess that could be one definition. And then mm. you can have like your standard difficult person who's just difficult to everybody maybe. That's true. But yeah, really just basically people that it's hard for you to love mm-hmm. because of personality differences or just because of the way they act in general. So basically, we're just going to talk today about what to do when you're in a situation or in a relationship that is difficult for you. And, you know, sometimes it's our own heart. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's our our fault. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a difficult person that's hard to love. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about what the Bible says about that. And even remembering that we're all sinners, we all, like, are undeserving. Mm -hmm. We're all undeserving of, of Jesus and of salvation and... We're, you know, in, if you were to think about like how God sees us sometimes, obviously if we're, if we're covered by the blood of Jesus, he sees us as holy. But like when you read uh, Exodus and you Mm. see the Israelites, how they continually disobey and fall into sin, it's like, man, that's loving difficult people for sure. Mm -hmm. God just shows us so beautifully how to love difficult people (laughs) by loving us. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to to kind of figure out if you have a heart issue and that's what's fueling you feeling like you can't love this person. You know what I mean? Like 
if I am finding someone like really obnoxious and annoying or whatever, more than likely that's on me. It's not on them. You know, like I am not happy because they're not behaving in the way that I think that they should. You know, they're not openly sinning. They're not doing anything like that that is biblically not okay. Um, personality yeah it's just a personality thing and so i'm choosing to take that to heart and get annoyed Mm -hmm. when really that's just selfishness and that's a something in my heart that i need to fix but yeah so i think it's important to just kind of look inward um to a lot of things with that i think it's just easy for us to say oh it's they're just a difficult person to love or it's just hard for me to want the best for them or to desire God's will for their life or whatever because they just make it so difficult let's like step back and see why that is and make sure that it's not an issue in our own heart because I don't know I think that's an important step to take yeah before we move forward and I mean I think we can all agree that there are some universally annoying people mm-hmm. <laughs> Or just mean people. That's another mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't even have to be annoying. It could be like pe- some people are just mean, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, sometimes it can be, quote, justifiable mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yeah, that person is so difficult. Uh, they're just really hard to love, which could be a fact. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, so as believers, what are we to do about it? And how right. are we to respond? <clears throat> yeah, how do we show the likeness of Jesus to someone that's like that. So in Luke 6, 27 through 36, it says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. I think everybody is aware of the whole do unto others as you want them to do to you Mm -hmm. thing. I say that to my kids, like, honestly, multiple times a day. (laughs) You know, like, think about if you would want your brother to do that to you and all that. Um, And I think we kind of just, like, slough it off like it's not a big deal. But that's a really big deal. I mean, like, scripture says, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Mm Mm-hmm. So like what Virginia was saying in the beginning, sometimes we're the difficult person. Sometimes we're difficult people and difficult to love. And so when we're in that position where we're struggling with that, treat that person the way that you would want to be treated. Love that person the way that you would want to be loved. And even more importantly, love that person the way that Christ calls us to. Right. You know, that that passage of scripture talks about like, you know, Um, offer your other cheek and from one who takes away your cloak do not withhold your tunic he's basically saying like give them everything just like I've given everything for you Mm -hmm. so I think that's really important yeah and I think it's important to distinguish too that we're not saying if there's a difficult person in your life you have to just become best friends with them and get over it or whatever Mm -hmm. it's not we're not called to be best friends with everybody we're not called to be super close with everybody God even puts people in our lives for seasons Mm -hmm. and so you're not always going to be in proximity to that same difficult person but there's always Mm going to be difficult people whether Mm -hmm. like we said it's personality issues or they're just a difficult person in general but it when it comes to being in a relationship with someone and you have to continually live with that person or live near that person, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's somebody from church, it's important to remember that 
you still have a responsibility, even if they are difficult, even if it's their fault, things that happen. Mm -hmm. It says in Romans 12, 18, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So you still have a responsibility to be above reproach Mm -hmm. and to act in a way that is Christ-like and not stir things up, not retaliate, not do things that are just going to make it worse. You have a responsibility to act like Jesus. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you don't speak truth and love, but it does mean you you don't stir them up like I was saying, or you don't go back at them or say mean things back just because they said Mm -hmm. something mean to you. Yeah, and um, 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 26 says, Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting correcting his opponents with gentleness. So that kind of speaks exactly to what you were just saying. Like, I know for myself, I'm someone, I have trouble not speaking my mind. And like, I... My husband always says, like, just put on a filter. It's fine. Just filter it. Because when someone hurts my feelings or when someone makes things difficult or whatever, I want them to know how they've hurt me. (laughs) And I want to tell them. And this verse is basically saying, like, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. So if what I am thinking or feeling or about to say to this person is not kind or gentle or an example of patiently enduring evil, then I shouldn't say it, you know? And Mm -hmm. instead, I need to go to the Lord and repent of that sin in my heart. But he does say correcting his opponents with gentleness. Mm -hmm. So if the person that I'm having struggles with has sinned against me or, you know, fill in the blank, then it is our duty as believers in Christ to correct them with gentleness. And in Romans, it talks about how It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. So we need to keep that in mind instead of it's so easy to write it off as like, well, that's just the kind of person I am. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm controversial or I'm confrontational is the word I'm thinking of. I was like, what? That's not right. Um, That too. I I guess. But I'm confrontational and that's just who I am. I'm sure that's just who you are, but that's who you are apart from Christ. Mm. You know, like you're the... Things in our personalities change when we're redeemed believers of Jesus, you know? So I think that that is important to remember, too. Yeah, and we can even look at how Jesus handled situations with, like, the Pharisees. He wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to be super nice to you no Mm -hmm. matter what. It's not that kind of a, quote, love. Mm -hmm. He still spoke straight truth to them, but he did it in a way that was just, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it was like tongue-in-cheek kind of thing or Mm -hmm. like you know but it was never like out of hatred right it was out of love for people and wanting people to see the truth and Mm -hmm. that's a big way to distinguish if you're doing anything if you're speaking anything out of hatred or like oh I just really want you to feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really want you to just get what you deserve that's wrong (laughs) that's not what we're supposed to do if you are going to speak truth to somebody, it's got to be out of love. Otherwise, it's not following Christ's example mm-hmm. as we're supposed to. And then sometimes you can just have a situation. It could be a difficult situation or, you know, somebody who's not normally a difficult person is being difficult at the time. Like I said, we're all sinners. We all have a propensity to be difficult. Some people personality-wise are more chill than others. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't mean we are not all have a propensity for sin. So when, even in your marriage, like you could even think of times in your marriage or um, times in your friendships or whatever. So when we look in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, this is another passage that most of us, if you're a believer, know. And it says, love is patient and kind. And this is something I have to think about, you know, even dealing with friendships or my marriage. Mm-hmm. When I start reading this, I, sometimes I'm convicted, like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm not always patient or kind toward my husband yeah. or toward my, my children. Love does not envy or boast. I have to think about, am, am I envious of something one of my friends has or am I envious of, you know, this person over here? That's not loving. Mm-hmm. It's not arrogant or rude again (laughs) with Mm -hmm. the marriage like have I been rude to my spouse it doesn't insist on its own way it's not irritable or resentful that's a big one you know we can be super resentful sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. rejoice at wrongdoing it rejoices with the truth it bears all things believes all things hopes all things and endures all things Mm -hmm. and so even in our close friendships with the people that we do actually love Mm -hmm. (laughs) not not just loving like because we are called to love, but the people that we love who are our friends or our spouse or our family members, this is just a good passage to memorize and to kind of go over sometimes like, am I am I acting this way toward anybody? Mm-hmm. And if I am, I need to repent and ask for forgiveness. And, you know, if you need to go to them and ask for forgiveness, that's good too. That's mm-hmm. all, not always necessary if they don't know that you're like mm-hmm. harboring resentment or whatever. You don't always have to go and be like, hey, I've been resenting you. <laughs> True. But that's that's another good thing that an instruction that we're given in the Bible, like, hey, check yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you doing any of these things? Because this is how you love and this is how you are not supposed to love. Yeah. So I think sometimes it makes things hard when there's someone that we um, I know, you know, there a lot of times are people in our families that can be hard to love or whatever but sometimes there are people that we want to love and we want to you know share the love of Christ with them but they don't love us mm-hmm. and they don't kind of like what you're saying like they're not kind to us they you know don't show us any sort of grace at all and in Matthew 5:46 it says uh, for if you only love those who love you what reward do you have do not even the tax collectors do the same So that was just kind of a reminder to me that's like, what good is it to just love the people that love you? You know, I I mean, the when it references the tax collectors, they were like the lowest of the low, like everybody hated them back in that time. So he's basically saying like, even like people that you consider scum do that, you know, like they, they love the people that love them. But are you loving the people that don't love you? And it just reminds me of Jesus's sacrifice for us and how there were people, you know, like laying their coats down and stuff for him as he came in to Jerusalem on the donkey. And they were like, oh, Hosanna, best thing ever. So excited. And then they were the same people that were, you know, wanting him to be crucified Mm -hmm. and how those those people were enemies of Christ in that time. Well, I mean, I guess we all were. But Jesus sacrificed for them and loved them anyway mm-hmm. and gave himself for them. And so I think that's just something to kind of be reminding ourselves of when we are 
trying to or when when we're in the process of like writing somebody off like well they're mean to me or they're not kind to me or they don't love me they even told me that they don't like me or love me or whatever (laughs) you know that's not an excuse to not show them the love of Christ and I know that I have definitely struggled with that you know if someone doesn't show that they love me then okay forget about it you know I'll move on but it's been something that's kind of It's been a process for sure, but been a convicting thing in my life for the last couple of years is just like, you know, just because someone doesn't show that they love me or doesn't say that they love me or whatever, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be praying for them and be showing them kindness and grace. Um, And one thing I remember when my grandmother, my dad's mom, she lived in Arkansas my whole life and then As she got older, she moved to an assisted living that was like a mile from my house here in Georgia. And I had a very difficult relationship with my grandmother. Um, She did not like me and told me multiple times in my life that she did not like me, Um, that she liked my brother more and whatever, which, I mean, that's fine. You do you. But my other grandmother, my mom's mom, she and I are extremely close. And I remember calling her one day and I was just like, I don't want to have a relationship with grandma. I don't want to have a relationship with her. And now she lives a mile from my house. And I was like, she's mean. She's like, she's never been nice to me. She told me she doesn't like me. I don't, I don't understand why God has put her a mile from my house when she's lived, you know, 10 hours away my whole life. And my mama who's like arguably the best person ever. She said, she was like, the hardest thing that we can do as believers is show grace to people that will never be sorry. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but it comes down to, do you want to be more like you or do you want to be more like Jesus? And that completely changed my life, her saying that. The hardest thing we'll ever do is show grace to those who will never be sorry. So there may be somebody in your life that has hurt you or has been, you know, someone even in your family that has not loved you the way that they should have. And it's so easy to write that off and move on. But understanding that, yeah, the hardest thing you're going to do is show grace to them because they're never going to be sorry. But do you want to be like you or do you want to be like Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want that sanctification or not? That's really what it comes down to. Are you going to be obedient or are you not? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was just something that I think about often um, when I'm in a situation where it's hard to love somebody or show grace to somebody. I think about like, okay, do I want to be like me or do I want to be like Jesus? And sometimes I, I wrestle with that, you mm-hmm. know, like, Ugh, I guess I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, and that's something that we need to pray about. Something that's in our, our hearts is just like, do we really desire the things of God? Do we really want to be like Jesus or do we want to be comfortable and be in our sin pretty mm-hmm. much? That's a good point. Yeah. You may be thinking you have no idea what it's like to have to be in proximity with this certain person or you mm-hmm. have no idea what it's like to have to have a relationship with this certain person who's done these horrible things or whatever the situation may be. Mm-hmm. But the person who said what I'm about to read to you, Jesus, mm-hmm. he he knew exactly how these people that he was talking to would betray him. Mm. And even his disciples, he knew that some of them would deny him. He knew mm. ultimately, you know, m- most of them, all except for Judas, would end up giving their lives for him. Mm-hmm. 
But even these Pharisees and even the Jews who were worshiping him at one point and then betraying him at the next point Mm. or saying crucify him, he knew what they were going to do. Yet this is what he says. And if he can say this, the savior of the world who was crucified for something he did not do for being perfect, if he can do this, we can, he can also help us do the same. We can't do it on our own because we are sinful people, Mm. but with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, he can help us do these things. So it says Matthew 5, 38 through 48, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you. Don't refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And like I said, it's not a perfection that we can attain on our own. Mm -hmm. We can't be perfect here on this earth. But he is saying, you were to love and act like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, as he's on the cross being crucified, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's the attitude we are to have, too. Even if it's a fellow believer, we mm-hmm. say, Lord, open their eyes. Holy Spirit, yeah. open their eyes. Help them to see clearly. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see where I'm in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And we turn the other cheek. We um, continue to love. We forgive 70 times 7. Mm-hmm. And we we don't close ourselves off like we're tempted to do i'm so tempted to do that a lot of times we don't say forget them we don't live in bitterness because that ultimately will destroy us and hurt Mm -hmm. our relationship with the lord and we trust him to deal with the situation instead of thinking it's within our power to do so yeah and it also says in john 13 35 by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another Mm -hmm. It's not something we can do on our own. Like I've said, (laughs) we have to have the Lord. The Lord will help us through that. And we can pray like, Lord, help me to love them. That's that's something I have to pray a lot sometimes. Lord, help me to love them the way that you love them. Mm. Help me to see them the way that you see them. And show me where I'm lacking. Show me where my heart is messed up. And I feel like a lot of times I've been surprised at there's somebody I'll be praying for that I really dislike or like really getting on my nerves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once I start praying that prayer, it's not like it happens immediately, but it becomes a daily prayer. He really does change my heart for them and helps me to love them in a way that I couldn't love them on my own. And another thing too, like sometimes you will love somebody that you have to love from a distance or that yeah. you have to kind of let go and pray for, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to love them up close. Yeah. We're not always called to love people up close. If there is a bad situation that you're in or a dangerous situation or whatever, you can pray for that person, but you do not have to be in their life, even if there's someone that you have come to and you feel like the Lord wants you to speak truth to them and you do it and they reject you. I mean, I've had that happen to me and 
it hurts, but you have to let go and just say, okay, Lord, there, you know, I, I pray that you will change their heart and I pray that you will speak into their lives and have your way with them. Mm-hmm. Because it says in Matthew 10, 12 through 15, you know, Jesus is sending out the disciples and he's telling them, as you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it's not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it would be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. So he's saying, you have permission. If you if you speak to them, if you speak truth to them, they don't listen to you, you need to walk away. Mm-hmm. We can't be the ones to change somebody. Only the Lord can do that. And sometimes people's hearts are just hard and they're mm-hmm. not willing to receive it. And so he's saying here, like, Sometimes you just have to walk away. That doesn't mean we can stop. I mean, that doesn't mean we stop praying for them, but it does mean like we don't have, it's not in our power to change someone that's not on us or our responsibility. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up loving difficult people. So we'll be back next week um, with our, what episode are we doing? Discipleship. Discipleship. Okay. So we're going to be back next week with an episode on discipleship. So be looking forward to that. If you have any questions, comments, anything like that, you can email us at genuinelovepodcast at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at genuinelovepodcast. All right. All right, guys. Talk to you all next week. See you next week.